hear you say, uh, 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 uh. This ain't no motherfucking people. What's going on, Redskins Nation? It's your boy, Keith, and also your other boy, Zeke. You either love to hate us or hate to love us. It's your decision on uh, what you choose. But other than that, we are back again for another episode under uh, Zeke. What the hell are we? Burgundy Banner Unfiltered. I was just kidding. I know who we are. I know who we are. Uh, But anyways, uh, welcome to episode four. Uh, It's great to be back once again to do another one of these episodes um so let me go ahead and just do our formal introductions my man zeke how's it going man how you doing tonight man i'm doing good uh as we were talking before we went live you know things are getting busy uh this time of year for me you know it's the weather kind of put us back in covid it didn't really directly affect us too much but yeah, I mean, obviously there was some things that pushed us back a little bit, but man, I'm I'm just busy as all get out right now. But I I still got time for my boy Keith and the BBU. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, I know it's tough out there in the farmers' world, so you know you got some corn to grow, some some tomatoes to harvest, some some fucking snap peas. I love some snap peas. So, uh, do you farm that shit, or am I just making stuff up? Well, that's real stuff. I mean, you're not making that up, but I don't farm that. I mean, I, we, the corn we do is grain corn, like, you know, goes into animal feeds and stuff. Uh, they, they use it for ethanol too, but we don't do the uh, sweet corn like, you know, you get at the little farmer's market. We're mostly uh, grain commodities and do a lot of hay, and we got got a pretty sizable chicken chicken thing going on. But All right. Well, not you know, any, uh, not, no snap peas. You know, we tend to we tend to get on you about being a farmer, but uh, in all seriousness, you know, man, it's it's pretty fucking cool that that's you know something that you do. So, um, can't wait to to get out in your neck of the woods and kind of see how Zeke lives his life uh, coming soon once this uh, COVID mess is over. Absolutely, absolutely, can't wait. Uh, you know, we had we actually had you know no just between us, obviously, but. You know, we had actually had, you know, something planned this summer to get our families together, and the COVID kind of messed that up. But it it didn't mess it up for forever. We, we rescheduling, that's all. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad to see that things are uh, kicking up for you. So, uh, Zeke, man, um, again, another week with not heavy Redskins news. Uh, a lot of folks are paying attention to the MJ documentary on ESPN, um, which that's been pretty cool. But – uh, let's go ahead and try to keep this uh, episode as Redskins as much as possible. Um, and, you know, let's start off by talking about, uh, if you want, um, I don't know if you have already. I don't have it pulled up. Um, pull up uh, the Redskins schedule. And, uh, Zeke, I'm going to let you kind of lead the week-to-week basis. 
Um, obviously, uh, with the schedule release that came out what last Thursday, um, we have a uh, we have you know we know who who you know the skins are faced this year as long as there's a season. So um, Zeke, I was thinking that maybe you know we don't have to spend the whole whole show doing this because I know that we can talk on and on um, forever. But if you kind of want to, we'll as best as we can quickly run through um, and do a week to week scenario uh, and maybe give some silly ass predictions um, that we know the majority will be wrong half the time uh, because on any given Sunday, anything can happen. So, uh, but first things first, I do know 100% for a fact that the Redskins are playing the Eagles week one. Now, the reason why, of course, I mean, anyone should know who we play week one, you know, and moving forward. But uh, Redskins-Eagles are always uh, – uh, it, it's a game for me because I happen to be married to a woman who is an Eagles fan who has brainwashed my uh, oldest son into being a fan as well. Um, he's nine, so I've lost all hope um, of him, you know, being a fan. But I still have my four-year-old. And uh, speaking of my wife, hold on, hold on. Let me see if this is her. All right. <laughs> I hope so. Well, hey there, caller. Who do I have on the line? It's your wonderful Eagles fan wife. Oh. Well, I don't, know about, I don't know about that, but where are you calling from, wife? My bedroom that's infested with eagle gear. No, there's no oh. eagle. There's no eagle gear in there. Um, no, I got Johns everywhere. They're all hanging up on the wall. There's Johns everywhere. There's Johns everywhere. You were so stupid. <laughs> so, uh, uh, lovely wife. For people who don't know, John is a stupid. It's Billy not Perm. John. You can't say John. It's not a John. It is a. It's a John. No, it is no, John. It's a John. No, it's not John. First of all, I don't talk like that because I'm not what? from here. It's John. John. Zeke, I, let me hold on. Bit. Let me explain it to the farmer. Zeke, Philly uses this weird term called John and or John, and apparently John is damn near everything. So, like, like let's say for instance, you go to the store and you're like, man, I need to go. I need to go to the store and pick me up a John. I, I mean, that could be anything. I mean, so really all I knew at that point is that they're just going to the fucking store. Um, so anyways, my wife thinks she's cute by, uh, my wife thinks she's cute by using that term. Um, all right, and, so hold on. Uh, so John, John is something that could be anything? Yeah, like, like you know, anything. like, oh man, where'd you get that, that eagle flag that's hanging in the bedroom oh yo i got that john off of fanatics or like oh, say, okay. for instance uh, be like go ahead sorry keith yeah well i was gonna say for instance let's say you ate a mcdonald's spicy chicken and you're like oh shit i gotta go to the john to take a john no when no really- No, that's not oh, it at that, all. I, yeah, yeah, that's uh, honestly, I've never like this is the first time I've ever heard. You know, that I mean, I don't obviously I don't live there, so I, I know how certain areas have you know certain like you know 
slang code words, I guess. I don't know. That's uh, that's new to me, though. Learn something every day. John. John. J A W N. John. Yo, that's it's not John. even a word. Stop spelling it. It's, that's, that's not even a that's word. That's God. that's look, like look impatience. Look at her eating. I don't even know. Yo, that's so hot. I don't even know why I married you. Anyways, let's 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 kick this off. You called at a perfect time because uh, Zeke and I were getting ready to kind of do a Redskins schedule breakdown. And, babe, of course you know uh, week one. Anytime the Redskins uh, or week one Redskins are playing the Eagles, it's a, it's a home game for Washington. Um, you know that uh, these types of games are special to us only because, you know, uh, for some reason I chose to marry an Eagles fan. Um, but – Anyways, you like you know, ask it. That's just I didn't choose the thug life, and thug life chose me. Anyways, um, let's get back on track here. So, through the years, I have to say, being married to my wife, I've only can remember a handful of times where the Redskins really uh, handed an ass whooping um, to the Eagles, uh, and magically, my wife—that's the games that she falls asleep to. Um, you know, but uh, anyways, for what eighteen years now, we've been we've been doing this, and it's pretty interesting um, to say the least. But so since I have you on the phone, and I don't want to keep you too long uh, because I know that you you've got some you know beauty sleep to get going. Um, I already know the answer to this, but give your week one prediction: Redskins against the Eagles. As far as what, who's going to win? Yeah. Eagles from the nine-year-old. See, that's, that's my brainwashed nine-year-old who thinks he's an Eagles fan. Little does he know that's going to change when he gets older. But anyways, yeah. So I knew that that was going to be the answer. So, well, my next question is, my next question is, babe, since you're such a huge Eagles fan, can you give me three key points to an Eagles victory? Um, like plays or people? Like, what are you talking? I mean, how I do, I do. <laughs> babe, give me your three keys to victory. What is it going to take for the Eagles to beat the Redskins week one? What's it going to take? Yeah, your three keys to victory. <laughs> Why just we don't need three things? It just happens naturally. It's not even it's you don't even have to put any thought to it. We go out there, we beat that ass, and we come go back. There's nothing else that needs to be thought about. You you what? Okay, so you're definitely not beating that ass this week, Um, Zeke. Zeke, I'm going to allow you to have this one because I deal with this on a daily. Uh, Well, I don't know that. I mean, they're they're going to be certainly heavy, heavily favored. I think you know that the Eagles won the division last year. You know, so that they're probably most they're probably most everyone's uh, you know pick to win the division again. I guess, but I don't know. It's maybe a different vibe. It, maybe there'll be more Redskins fans there this time than the last few Eagles times. But I think isn't it like six in a row now? The Redskins have lost to the Eagles or something ridiculous like that, or, or six in a row at FedEx Field maybe. There's going to be more Redskins fans there. Isn't that terrible? Wait, let's, let's point that out. Isn't that terrible? 
that you think that there would be more home field fans at your own stadium, but no, no, that's never how it works out. There is always, when you get flooded with Eagles, your, your fans are terrible. You guys are like fair weather fans. Oh, man. <laughs> no way. Like, yeah. every, hey, every I can't, time. I, I can't argue, time. like, few games, like, the last few games, you know, that, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that the Reds, like, especially, you know, late in the season, the Redskins were out of everything. The Eagles were still playing for, you know, for the, the division. And, I mean, that, so, but I, I think home opener, everything's been changed. Like, I, I'd be willing to bet that, you know, probably three to one Redskins to Eagles fans on that home opener. Just I because everybody's, ex- everybody's excited. I get the red carpet rolled out when they see me walking in, like everybody's high five in me. Good job. Nice game. Can I get you a beer? And nice. You know what? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know why? Because you're hold, sorry. Hold you've been offered, you, after, after an Eagles victory, you've been, somebody's offered a red skin fan has offered to buy you a beer. Oh, no, but sure that's awesome. <laughs> no, not Good after course. a game. It happened during the yeah. game. Right, Not we after the game. game. Oh, and I well, get good that, games. Was, was that your move back in the day? Later. <laughs> I get high five right. as we're going down the escalator. Good game, good game. Like, I know, I know. That's because our fans are classy. <laughs> oh, that's man, because that's our true. fans are classy. That's Your fans true. are trash. I mean, you guys booed the shit out of Santa Claus. You threw fucking ice balls at, 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 at uh, someone, um, but it was someone of importance. So I mean, yes. you know, don't don't get onto our fans. Don't get onto our fans because you know we were nice. I mean, especially when I was telling half the people to treat you like shit because I wanted you to have what it's going to. I wanted you to have that experience, and you didn't get that experience except the guy sitting next to us offered to buy you a fucking beer. And I look at the guy and I said, "Are you serious?" And he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Dude." You're supposed to be treating her like shit. Go buy her the beer, then pour it over her fucking head. Because at the end of the day, like on Sundays, we're not married. We're enemies. We're enemies when it comes to Eagles versus Redskins. I don't even look at her. I don't even want to talk to her. That's, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, I, I, I would understand that because. You, I mean, you've said on Twitter many times about how passionate of a fan she is. So, yeah, like you know, I you know when we're when we're fans, we're fanatics of our team. You know, it's you know those those sixty minutes that are being played. It's it's not uh probably not friendly, uh, especially if the game's close. But that hasn't really been a problem too much. So I know we pretty much Keith has been pretty much getting shit on at home. I'm guessing. <laughs> Oh, every single – I mean, every year. There's only been a handful of times that I can remember where, like, you know, I got the excitement, you know, uh, of of winning. And I'm real careful because I will have to say that my mother-in-law actually, you know, is, is decent around me. Um, you know, so I watch some things that I say. But when it comes to my wife and I, not interested. Um, so, anyways um, – well, listen, Dave. Listen, Dave. With it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, listen, Dave. I'm gonna let you get going. I know you got shit to do. 
Um, thanks for calling okay, in. One more thing. One more thing. Hold on. Yeah. One more thing. Um, Go ahead. E-A-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-S-E-G-L-E-
I think we can definitely get pressure on Wentz. Um, I don't think he wants to run as much. Uh, he wants to take care of himself from uh, those injuries. And I think our front seven can put some pressure on him to give our DBs, you know, um, time to cover and not have to stay in coverage that long. Um, so I think we definitely have a great chance. Running the ball is definitely one thing we have to do. We have a ton of different – ton of – running backs out there, not quite sure who's going to make the team, but whoever's going to make that team, which AP better be on the roster, we have to do ball control. But I think the big thing is going to be our defense, our defensive front seven is putting pressure on those guys, uh, getting sweat and, and Mr. Chase Young started, and then, you know, bringing Kerrigan, got Tim Settle, Ionitis, John Allen. I mean, we have we have a very, very formidable front seven. If you could put some pressure on them, I believe we have a damn good chance. And I like the fact that we have – a new culture, you know, with, with Ron Rivera compared to uh, Jay Gruden. You know, we up 17 nothing last year, and I'm pretty sure, like what Sean Jackson said at halftime, they took the foot off the gas, thought the game was over. I think with Ron Rivera and uh, definitely Jack Del Rio, which got me running, running through a wall, I feel that they're going to definitely um, keep the pedal to the metal. And I, I believe it's really going to be a really close game this time around, and I think we really legitimately have a chance based off our front seven if they can put pressure on wins. Yeah, no, I definitely dig it. Zeke, you have any insight? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty much, you know, agree with that. And I, I try to think of myself as a logical, you know, Redskins fan. I get excited. You know, I'm excited for football. I want to see, you know, good winning football. And but I you know I also try to be realistic about expectations and how things are going to go. But you know it's hard not to be excited because you know like the word gets thrown around so much. But even Ron Rivera himself has mentioned culture many different times, and you know it was obviously needed. I mean it you know it, it was obvious that we were way past obvious. It was a complete train wreck, and you know some good pieces in place like Kyle Smith you know, having killer-ass drafts, and, you know, we're finding guys, you know, starters in the mid to late rounds, or, or not, and not necessarily always starters, but contributors, and another draft of those guys with the right guy at the helm, and, you know, ha- you hope that Haskins takes that, you know, next step and can be a really, you know, like, we just need him to be an average quarterback, and I think, you know, with the running game and, and the way that where we're going to be able to play defense with that front, I mean, that, you know, that's going to be a problem. Like, who are you going to slide to? You know, when they, when, if they, they, they get, if, if we get fortunate enough to get third and longs, get them in third and longs, who they, who they going to slide protection to? Because, you know, some, somebody's, a talented player is going to be left, you know, singled up to, you know, make, make somebody miss and get after the quarterback. So, I mean, it's, if they can play good defense, which we think the talent is there and the coaching staff has got the pedigrees to, you know, like good defense, run the ball, you know, be able to control 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 those situations, keep the third down short, you know, don't don't beat yourself type football, I think is not necessarily a bad football to play when you're starting out of the gate, you know, and things in his, you know, second year you know, coming into the, for his first NFL season coming in, you know, assuming that, you know, he's going to be the starter, you know, and that, that he's, you know, coming into his first NFL season starting. And the last six quarters, you know, I don't know all the stats by heart, but I know in the last six quarters that he played last year, he was 75% completion percentage, 
He, he was, I think, it was over four or five hundred yards passing, four or five touchdowns, and he he was making some amazing throws that, I mean, got me excited because you know a lot of guys can stand in a clean pocket and deliver the ball on time in the NFL, but what you got to be able to do is when everything goes a fucking muck in front of you, you're constantly eyeing down the field looking to make, trying to find somebody you know breaking open because. NFL corners are great, but they can't cover if the quarterback can buy an extra three or four seconds to give that receiver, you know, another little chance to wiggle and, and catch open. And then you have a big play. He did, it, he did that a couple times. So, I, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, don't, I don't know what to expect as far as win, loss, but I, I do expect the team's going to compete hard. They're, they're going to play disciplined. They're, you know, Hopefully that that old Redskin trend of beating themselves. Hopefully that doesn't rear its head up in Week One. And I mean, it's a division opponent. Typically they're usually close. So yeah, I, I don't see, I don't see why it's unrealistic for Redskin fans to think that we can dub the Eagles Week One. Yeah, I, I definitely think this man. is a. Yeah, I think this is a this is a winnable game for the Redskins. Um, let's pretend that COVID isn't happening and, uh, you know, fans are going to feel safe to actually, um, you know, attend the game. I think there's going to be some exciting energy um, in in FedEx that hasn't been seen in a while. And I think it's just because, you know, we've rid of uh, all of the, the bad karma. I don't even think karma is the right word, but just the bad you know, aura, the bad um, juju. <laughs> yeah, the bad juju that's followed that followed this team, you know, for many years. I think fans are are for the most part super excited about the coaching staff. Super excited to see what Haskins uh, is going to bring to the table for his first game. Um, we're going to be super excited to, to obviously, you know, watch our defense and see what our defense can do. Um, we have some questionable areas and in, in, in on both sides of the of the ball. But I think what's going to contribute uh, and kind of mask those deficiencies is coaching. Um, if anything, yeah. uh, out of this game, what we're going to see is how good these coaches really are. Because if they can take the players that we currently have on the roster, and if they can coach them up uh, to higher abilities than you know what they've perceived uh, when they started their career, um, you know, uh, in football and they are producing uh, better numbers, better plays. Uh, I think that we're really going to get a taste of what this coaching staff can do. Um, but I think the energy alone, as long as fans can attend the game, I think the energy alone is going to uh, bring it. And I think that uh, that's going to help Haskins. Uh, I think being at home was probably the best thing that could have happened to Haskins, actually. Uh, because he's going to have that comfort level um, as long yeah, as agree. he's yeah as long as he's playing well. I think he's going to start off feeling comfortable at least in the sense of you know his situation. So I think that we can take a win. And if I you know again I know we're all just guessing here. Um, I'd actually go with a W on this one. I think that uh, this is much needed not only for the team but for this fan base as well. So, John, do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to bring up? Yeah, I mean, my other last point I wanted to think about, I was thinking about with um, the question marks that you were just talking about, is who's going to be our number two receiver this year? 
we all know Terry's number one. Um, defense is going to focus on Terry, even though Darius Slay is going to be guarding him week one. I'm pretty sure Slay's going to get help on the backside as well. Who's going to be at number two to take the load off of Terry? We all know I that think it's going to be and Terry. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thinking Harming would be nice as well. I put, put Sims in the slot, but we have the rookies that, you know, we heard good things about as well that we drafted uh, with Gandy Golden from Liberty. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of competition on that receiver spot, but who's going to be that, that number two to take the low off Terry because every week teams are going to be game planning for him. They know he's the burner. They know Haskins have a great rapport with him. Who's going to be the number two? And that's, and that's a really big thing. And also with this game, again, I mean, Redskins Nation, whoever's listening right now, we have to take our stadium back. I have friends up here in this area that say, hey, FedEx is FedEx, you know, the link south. That's what they call it. We cannot yeah, an eagle, an eagle stand literally before you got on, an eagle stand literally shit all over FedEx field. Before you got on, so yeah, it's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 FedEx. They call they call it the Link South, Lincoln Financial Field South, Maryland. So that's very disgraceful. We need to take our stadium back. I mean, what's what is more demoralizing to a team is to walk into their own home stadium and see more away fans. I mean, I remember years ago when we played the Steelers on Monday Night Football, it was terrible cows. You thought we was in Pittsburgh. So we have to I was bring at back that, our stadium. I was at that game. I was at that fucking game. Oh. I was there. It was fucking oh, miserable. Man. He's watching you watching A B do the twerk in the end zone, huh? Oh, I still tweet oh, that picture uh, out to this day. That was yeah, that was probably that, one of the it funniest. It was on a fourth, fourth. That was a fourth down play. Remember? That was it yep. was fourth and one when he threw that fucking touchdown pass. Yep, I still tweet yeah, that man, you picture out. I couldn't down believe. Anyway. Yep, because I couldn't believe that man twerked in our end zone, and I'm not gonna lie, that was the funniest shit I'd seen in a long time. So. You know, I could, I was yeah, mad. I didn't, I didn't but have then, a problem with it. <laughs> no, I was mad, but then I kind of laughed afterwards. I'm like, damn, that's funny as hell. I mean, the man twerked in our own end zone. But you know what? Uh, that that seems to be the theme with our team. And a lot of people ask me, you know, why why the hell are you so negative? I mean, that's why. I mean, that's one of the reasons. Like, it, it's this stupid shit that happens from year in and year out. We're, you know, we're half-ass competitive here. Uh, sometimes we're competitive there. Like, you know, I, I, I think it's all changed though. I really, I really, really do. Um, at this point, like I said, now we just need to follow up all this talk um, with some W's. We need to see some progress out of Haskins. Um, so people will start feeling comfortable that he's our number one guy. And I think that as long as we're hitting W's and we're, we're actually behind our guys, you know, um, and, and supporting supporting them even through bad games, you know, still showing that, that support, I think we're going to see the negativity slowly but surely. There's still some folks out there that are like, no, nope, not until, you know, shit changes and, you know, Dan Snyder leaves the team. Well, that's never happening, so you might as well just stop being a fan. So, you know, that's just kind of where I'm at, you know, with it. Uh, year in and year out, I try to get excited. Um, but, you know, there's no reason to not be excited at this point. So um, I'm hoping for the best, just like the rest of us. Uh, well, listen, John, man, I really appreciate you calling in uh, and, and supporting the show, Talking Redskins. You're more than welcome to give us a call. And, hell, um, I'll even talk with you offline, man, and uh, get you in. And let's let's 
get you, you know, once the topics are a little heavy, let's, let's get you in and, and you can help co-host with us. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate it, man. Like hell to the Redskins fellas. Um, you know, all we can think of is uh, positive thoughts right now. And, you know, fuck the birds. I'm sorry to say it. Fuck the birds. <laughs> fuck the birds. Yeah, don't say sorry. Don't. <laughs> all right, John, man. I appreciate the call. Yo. Thanks. All right, man. Take care, y'all. All, all right. right. See you, man. John's a cool dude, man. He, uh, I, I met him. I met met him at a game. Um, he, you know what? And I'll tell you what. If if life gets back to normal at some point during football season, um, in Philly they have uh, at the Woolly Mammoth, um, they do have a Redskins rally. That's typically, I guess, where the Redskins folks will go. Um, you know, when they do the rallies at, at the away game. And he's always trying to get me to go. Um, and, you know, oddly, it's 30 minutes from both of us. And I just I haven't, you know, never really went out. Um, but the first time I meet him, believe it or not, is in Maryland. Um, met him and, and his daughter. And uh, just an awesome dude, man. Awesome fan. Uh, was excited to meet him. And, you know, from there, you know, we just kind of, you know, talk here and there and, and shoot the BS. So, uh, anyways, uh, Zeke, so who do we have week two? It is at the Arizona Cardinals. All right, give it to Arizona. Yep, give Uh, it to me. Okay. Um, I mean, year two, not like that. Year two, yeah, I know what you fucking meant. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh shit. Um, unfiltered, unfiltered. Uh, no, but year two of the uh, Kings. Kingsbury and his, you know, his, uh, you know, culture building, reshaping the franchise, first pick in the draft, Tyler Murray. Uh, he wasn't first pick, right? Was Murray yeah. first? Yeah, okay. Murray. Yeah, I, I was talking. God damn. Uh, but year two with him, and I, I, I honestly don't know a whole bunch, you know, about them defensively. But I can tell you, right, the one thing I can talk about and the one thing that does is, is scary to think about is, you know, De, DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, is the best – Is lit, I think he's the best receiver in the NFL, like total package-wise as far as the way he runs routes and being – I mean, whenever there's a big catch to be made, this dude's making it. And now he's there in Arizona teaming up with Kyler Murray and – you still got Fitz out there, and I, you know that, that's not going to be easy. That is not going to be easy because Kyler is a dynamic player who can do a lot of things with his leg, as we well know. But the the fact that that offense added a talent to you know the caliber of DeAndre Hopkins, man, it's that's not going to be easy at all. Uh, so, man, I, I just that's that's tough, man. I I mean, I, that's that's a tough tough one to go into their place and beat them and I don't know let me I don't know if they uh if their first game is at home or do they uh I'm checking something real quick bear with me I'm just curious if that yeah they're on yeah that so that'll be their first home game they're on the road week one so yeah that's not like that that place you know they're going to be all jacked up and excited so it's 
the defense is going to have to get out, you know, get out, get out and after them, after them early, get the crowd out of it because that's, you know, that that's a fired up fan base uh, when they can get pretty loud in there. Uh, so I, yeah, that's I mean that's it's hard to see them going there and getting a W there. I mean that that seems like a loss through and through. Yeah, this is. Uh, I believe when I looked at the schedule, my first impression was this is a, a, a swing game. Um, this to me could go either way. Uh, I know that sounds stupid because any game can go either way. Um, I actually, I, I, and I hear you with you know DeAndre Hopkins and all of that. Um, I still believe Redskins can pull out a W on this one. Um, I can't really give you you know a hundred percent reasons um, on why I think I just kind of feel like again like you said if our front seven can shut down Murray um, and contain him in the pocket and force him to throw the ball um, I do think that we can win on that front um, you know but again you know it, it is Murray one of those uh, QBs where we're going to have to throw a spy all game you know um what, what what is it that he's going to do if we disrupt him? You know he can be explosive uh, when he's out of the pocket. Um, he can make big plays, but I do think again we're going to be coming off of a big win on week one, and I think we're going to follow through with another win um, in Arizona. So go ahead with week three, Zeke. We are going to the dog pound. We are going to see Baker Mayfield and uh, Odell Beckham, Landry, Chubb. Um, I mean, they're just loaded, loaded with talent offensively. Uh, of course, it's an all all new system and everything now. Uh, that, that that could be that could be to the Redskins' advantage. You know, for, you know, week three. You know, the beginning of the season, new coach. Of course, we got a new coach too, tonight, but you know, he's he's got it. At the very least, he's got head coaching experience. Uh, and the who's Cleveland's head coach? I I honestly have no idea. Do you know? Fuck no. I was well, they fired Freddie Kitchens, right? Yeah, I know that for sure. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not man, a fucking. Yeah, I'm not I, another I, team guru. Like I don't remember that. Yeah, well, yeah. That's a good well, question. and I'm not, I'm not either. I'm not either. I just, you know, sometimes that kind of shit makes its way on the Twitter feeds. Like, as far as like the coaches and stuff, I, I remember some of the guys, but not, not AFC's. Uh, Kevin Stefanski or Stefanski, something like that. I'm probably, I'm totally uh, butchering that name, but Kevin Stefanski. So yeah, the, well, it, it's a new head coach who's, you know, first year as a head coach. So I, I, I like the possibilities of them uh, being able to win there because, you know, I, I, the front the, – front, the defensive ro- rotation that we got on the front line where we're going to be able to keep guys healthy, uh, you know, assuming they're healthy, keep guys fresh, to, you know, to be constantly applying pressure, I, you know, May at least, of course, he's coming in. He could have growth too. So it's you know, I'm just shooting here. So it's like I'm trying not to be so blatantly like anti Redskins with how, about how I feel about everything. As far as no no confidence in them whatsoever. Hopefully by week three that 
your your uh, your picks and what you said come to fruition. I, they'd be riding a pretty good momentum going into Cleveland, but it's I I, I think they can get a win there. So I I mean I I could th- I see them they could go in there and dub the Browns. They're not. It's not like going to uh, Seattle or you know some of the other harder places in the NFL to play. Yeah, uh, I'm man. It's truly sounding like I'm a raw raw fan. I'm going W, man. Cleveland's trash. I don't even want to spend a lot of time on this, but through the years, Cleveland uh, always seems to be stacked, you know, on paper. And I'm not going to say that they, you know, they don't have talented players, you know, on that team, but you know. They didn't really show a whole lot last year, you know, and, you know, uh, Mayfield was coming off of, a, you know, a pretty good season, um, you know, the the year prior. And then, you know, they bring in, you know, uh, Odell, and what the fuck happened? You know you know what I mean? And, yes, it, obviously they fired the coach. Um, you know, maybe the system just wasn't working, but – end of the day, to me, Cleveland is trash and will always be trash. They always seem stacked on paper, and then they play flat during the season. So, I'm going W. Let's go week four. We've got two-game road trip. We are coming back home for the in-season episode or in-season installment, by a better word, installment of the Battle of the Beltway which I think is absolutely trash because I know a lot of Ravens fans and they, you know, some of them are family. They're all ass, but I don't really care about the Ravens as far as rivalries go. And so I, you know, it's like, whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit about the Ravens, but man, they're, they've got some annoying ass fans. I know that, but they say the same exact thing about the Redskins fans. And I can't really say I disagree with them, but, that yeah, that may I mean, it, based on knowing what they got and what we got, and assuming there might be some growing pains, and some, man, yeah, this that's an L. That's an L. Lamar Jackson's yeah. too dynamic of a player. He's, he's a good player. They've got good, you know, they they've got good players around him. The defense is all, you know, that for whatever reason, man. Well, I say for whatever reason, Ozzie Newsom was a big part of that reason. That but man, both they've been good on defense literally since their fucking inception. And, it's, yeah. you know, it's what, since they came back as the Ravens, I feel like every year they got a top ten fucking defense. And I know that's not statistically accurate, but, God damn, it certainly feels that way. And they, well, so, yeah, all... that, the defense will be ready to play. Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be tough to contain it. Yeah, that's, that's an L, and I think that's easy L. Yeah, that's an easy L. I actually think that we're going to get blown out that game. Um I just I think the team is too strong on both sides of the ball. You know, last year they were you know a very competitive team. You know, reaching the playoffs. Lamar Jackson had a hell of a year. Um, I just I don't see us stopping that whatsoever. None whatsoever. I think that uh, sadly we're going to take a home loss on this one. Um, but so what do I got? Hey, if if you can, can you if you got a piece of paper? I don't have anything, and it would take me forever to find it. But Keep track of our win losses. I want to see what our total is at the end. If you can't, no big deal. I'll try to remember. Um, but yeah, big fat loss on that one. We're taking a huge L, and it is what it is. So uh, where are we at? Week five? Yeah, we're at week five. Get uh, trying to uh, a little section here. Okay, so I 
we're at week five, and I've I've got the Redskins right now at one and three. Damn, and see? you are you are you are three and one, right? What the yeah. Fuck? Yeah. Oh man, I, I I certainly hope more than five people listen to our show and hear that. Well, anti we know rah rah Keith. I'm not looking for rah. If you're looking for rah rah, I'm not your guy. Has got their beloved Burgundy and Gold going three and one through the first quarter of the season. How ironic! No. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck me. I think I had a zero uh, and eight last year. So um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So where are we at? Week five now. Yeah, yeah. Week five. We uh, we got another home home game. FedEx Field style. Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams come to town. And man, I'm not sure. This is a swing game. Man, they were just. It, it really, yeah. That man, this definitely is too. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go W. Because we're at home, and I'm, and I know that sounds stupid to even consider figuring how bad they've been at home, but I just, you know, home game, second week in a row, the Rams, you know, they, they two years ago were the talk of the NFL, and Sean McVay's the greatest thing since, well, Sean McVay. And, and it, it's, I, last year, man, it, it, it didn't look good. Shit was fall. Things seem to start falling apart a little bit for those guys. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll give the Burgundy Gold a dub there. Where are you at with it? Um, I'm going to call a loss. Nice. I'm going to call a loss. Okay. Off. Well, mainly but, yeah, no, mainly ahead, for the, yeah mainly for the reason um, the Rams are a good team. It doesn't always translate on the field, um, but again, I think that the benefit that they have is uh, coaching. Um, I think McVeigh is going to be on a vengeance. I don't think golf is as bad, um, you know, as, as he showed out, you know, uh, last season. They definitely, you know, had some ups and downs. Um, but I think again, ultimately, that team on both sides of the ball, um, you know, are are fair. I think that Goff is definitely going to be able to throw the ball on our secondary. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. My gut says it's going to be a loss. Um, and that'll be, you know, two home games in a row with losses. So, moving on, week six. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, I mean, this is all for shits and giggles. We're fucking just talking like this like it's no big deal like you know where who the fuck knows what's really going to happen you know it's uh it, it is what it is but all right moving I mean, on a, we are at, a, we, well hold on though hold on though like i said it is all a, right, you know all right, it, go it's, ahead. A, it's a swing game you know to be fair the, the this could be one of those you know swing games um where the redskins could you know uh win this one i don't think that the rams are unbeatable by any means um i just feel like again McVeigh is going to have uh, he's even though he's not going against you know Gruden or anything. I just I think he McVeigh is a great game planner and I think that he uh, knows how to bring out the best in his team and I think that that team is just going to come to FedEx. I think Goff is just going to he is going to be able to you know exploit um, 
our secondary. Um, you know, but again, uh, I could be wrong, you know, and, and it could go the other way. But so I'm, I'm going to stick with my gut feeling and, you know, like I said, lost. So week six. We go to New York to take on the New York football giants. For the Reds, that would be the Reds. That's our second division game. Uh, oh, my God. That actually, that, oh, man, the, the next three weeks are going to be interesting anyway. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, in, in Big Blue. It's a 1 o'clock game. Uh, you know, division opponent, obviously, those, those games are always typically kind of close. You know, I mean, every now and again you get blowouts and stuff, and it goes both ways, obviously. But we, uh, you know, they usually tend to be pretty close games and stay relatively close. And going on the road, new coach. They got a new coach too, but he's never been a head coach before. Uh, I mean, they've got some they've got some talented players. You know, obviously. We don't really need to go into a Saquon. He he's dynamic. He's electric. You know he's a problem. Uh, Jones, you know K. I mean I you know I know Giants fans probably probably think that that's the wrong assessment because they you know they're certainly all in on the guy considering how bad of a meltdown the fan base overall had when they passed on Allen and Haskins and took him, but. He, second-year player just like Dwayne, big-time big division game. You know, the NFC East is, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big division for the NFL. A lot of, you know, big, high-market, you know, money-making teams in this division and a lot of championships between the four teams. So they're always good. They always make the big good football. And I, I figure we probably split with them, so I'm going to give them a loss here in New York. Yeah, I'm going to go with the loss as well. Um, you know, you mentioned Barkley. Um, I always feel I don't care how good your front seven is. If you have an elite running back, they're going to be they're going to find holes, and he's one of those guys that can do that. His speed is uh, insane. Um, I don't think Jones is as bad a quarterback as uh, the Giants fans made it out to be. Um, you know, I, I think that he's going to have a relatively you know uh, better year this year. Um, and I, I think he's, I think he's going to be okay. You know, um, it's kind of interesting because even though that, you know, they made it a, you know, Dwayne versus, you know, uh, Jones ordeal. I just kind of feel like he's going to be fine. I, I feel like he's going to be a pretty good quarterback. And I think that, you know, we need to be careful with the shit talk that we do um, because I think he's, you know, he's going to show out. Now I can't compare the both to say who's going to be better, um, sometimes, Dan, it's unfair to even, you know, do that because these guys are all in different situations. Um, you know, some guys thrive in better systems, you know, the whole nine yards. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to act like I'm, you know, a guru and I have all the answers to that. But um, I, I think this is, you know, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think it's a game that uh, we're going to take a, an L on. Week seven. Another one o'clock game. We are at home against the Dallas Cowboys, and that is our got to be a second division game in a row. Our third division game in the first seven weeks, which is 
crazy to think, you know, because I feel like the last few years the Redskins' schedules have been – we see a lot of division games in November, December. So I guess uh, maybe that's a good omen. I don't know. But, I mean, it, it, it did strike me as odd when I saw that. And, and the reason – because we play the Giants again next week. So, it's you know, three straight division games, which is odd. You know, and two of those division games are they are at home, but uh, yeah, got I mean, home against the Cowboys probably split with them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go win over Dallas here, uh, and pretty that's probably how I'm gonna be with most of the division, just splitting it. You know, because uh, that that's pretty seems more 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 times than not that's kind of what happens if if your football team is any kind of competitive anyway. You know, you. The you get a lot of you know splits one and ones you know against the other uh, three opponents in the division. But uh, at home against the Cowboys, I'm gonna get yeah I, I I like a W for the Burgundy and Gold. Yeah, I'm going loss. Um, I'm predicting the Cowboys are gonna win the division. Um, I just think that ultimately they're a better team. Once again, on both sides of the ball. And obviously for uh, my cousin and uh, Zeke's, you know, family members, being that they're the only ones that listen to the show, um, it's quite obvious that, you know, we're not researching deep here. I didn't feel the need to look at both sides of the ball and start talking about other teams and and why. I'm really just going with gut instinct of what I think. I think the Cowboys are uh, a tough team. I, I want to be like you and say that we're going to split just because that's, you know, the easy way out. And I'm not saying that you're taking the easy way out. I just don't see a win against the Cowboys at all. So that's a loss. Sucks to say it because I fucking hate that team just like any other fan. But we're just not there yet. We're not there yet. I don't think they compete. Um, I don't think they're going to blow us out either. I think, you know, one thing I can say about the Redskins, even last season, as shitty as it was, we hung in some in some games. And really, they could have swung the other way. Um, I tend to think, though, that last season we really shot ourselves more than, you know, we beat ourselves more than the teams beat us. And I know that's a, a you know, a lame thing to say, but it, it's the truth. I mean, uh, we just did not know how to close out games at all um, last season. I don't see a seat in the Cowboys. All. Yep, loss. Moving on. Yeah, it's- yeah, and, and, and look, just to touch on something you said, you know, about us not, you know, digging, you know, deep diving and all that stuff. You know, yeah, I mean, we pay attention and we know we know what's going on. We got a pulse of the team and the fan base and what's going on, but we don't – we're not going to be number crunchers necessarily. We're going to have a couple things that we want to accomplish on our show and talk about it, and we're going to – most of the shit that we're going to do is going to be off the cuff and, and – if you want stats and all that, you know, like in film talk, you know, you got like 35 other choices out there that you can get that exact thing. That's not what we're yeah. about. And I think, you know, that's, that's, you know, just, that doesn't make what they do wrong and it doesn't make us doing our thing right. It's just, you know, we're doing a different thing. So if if that's what they want, you know, they can get it. And if they want to, you know, be somewhat entertained, I think, I think listening to us is a good start. We've had some fun with this thing, and we're not fucking well, professionals, fuck yeah. but we are having we're having fun doing it. So who the fuck cares? Nope. 
nope, just fucking fans. And that's why I didn't care to, to sit and take the time to research. I'm just going with gut instinct. That's it. I mean, um, you'll hear me, you know, talk a lot of quarterback talk. That's my, that's my favorite position, man. It always has been. Um, I always focus on leadership and I, I feel like, uh, you know, I do make dumbass decisions based upon, you know, the quarterback role. I know there's more to fucking football than just the quarterback um, and so on. But uh, I just, not with a schedule breakdown, I'm not sitting there trying to write down stats and shit, trying to be, you know, fucking Skip Bayless. None of those motherfuckers do either. They have to research it too. So, but anyways, uh, all right, Zeke, uh, let's move it on. I want to try to run through this as best as we can. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, all right, so after the Cowboys at home, we are still at home, and we are playing the Giants again the second time. So, uh, I, like, like I said earlier, the split, I, I'm going to go the split route with them uh, because, I, like, I think they're close. So it's, it, it, And I, I knew you weren't, like, talking about the easy way out. No, I, I knew what you meant. I understood it. And, I, you know, I'm just, like, especially with them, you know, and I made I, your 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 case for the for the Cowboys loss. You know, I mean, it, you know, that's I mean, you're right. I mean, it's, they're probably the best team in the division talent wise. I I know a lot of people are high on the Eagles, but I don't. I I think the Eagles are. You know, well, we'll just see. I just you know they're they got lightning in a bottle a couple of years ago, and they got a championship out of it. And you know who who I just you know whatever with them, but the Giants at home. Give us the dub, like I said, the whole fifty-fifty split thing. Usually with the competitive same, same teams about on the same competitive level, I would say. Uh, so yeah, I, at home we got the win. So I've I've got us at four and four right now, and you are going to make your pick now, and we'll see. Yeah, where I'm going to go with. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the win on this game plan. The first game. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna game plan behind that one. They're gonna have some insight. Uh, I also, you know, am gonna give the edge because it is a home game. Um, I just think that we're gonna have better planning to what that team can do. I don't think that the Giants are a versatile team, so I think that uh, once they're on film from the first game, they're really gonna be able to to sit in the room and and uh, study their one dimensional offense that they that they have maybe two-dimensional, I don't know. But um, I'm definitely – I'm going to go with the W on this one. Yes, Where sir. am I at now? I like it. We are dun, 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 going to Detroit, the Motor City. Okay. Take on the Detroit Lions. And, I, you know, we. I'm just going to – it's the Lions. I'm just going to say win. I don't care. I'm not even going to go into any more insight than it's the Lions, and I'll 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 be rah rah win, win win win. Yeah, me too. Lions are trash. Simple as that. I mean, um, for me on that one, I just I, I never fill it with the Lions. I always feel like that between the Lions and Browns, and back in the day the Cardinals, not so much. I wouldn't say so much now, but I just feel like those are always teams that we should beat no matter what. So, I'm going to go with Gut and uh, take the W on that one. All right, Al. I'm moving on to the following next following game in the schedule. Cincinnati Bengals. It's at home. 
one o'clock games at FedEx Field. Uh, yeah, I said home and FedEx Field. Uh, yeah, same, same. I, I mean, it's the Bengals. You know, maybe you know if Joe Burrow, maybe he comes in and you know takes 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 flight, but he's a rookie quarterback on the, during this COVID year, and I think that might you know be a setback. So yeah, give another another home win for the Burgundy and Gold. Yeah, me too. I think purely because uh, he is a rookie. Um, you know, I know he was riding high on his last year, you know, in college, but uh, I think he's going to, you know, like a lot of rookie QBs getting tossed in their first year, I think he's going to go through some growing pains. Um, I do feel that the Bengals are a beatable team, and I will give the edge because, once again, it's a home game. Jesus Christ, give the Redskins a W. I know, man, I feel like I'm raw on right now. There's, there's got to be some L's coming up. Oh yeah, they're getting ready to come in bunches. I think. Uh, I <laughs> okay. Like they are for me. Um, yeah, they. Uh, well, I, I was looking at the dates on that too. That that might be a game I have to try to get to the Cincinnati game. That's the that game is on the twenty second. My my birthday is on the twenty first of November, so might have to try to get to that game for a little birthday celebration. But uh. There you yeah, go. Yeah, so the next kicking off the next week after that, we have the Thanksgiving game against Dallas, and you know we just oh, talked about them a little bit already. And talented team in Dallas, even though it's Turkey Day, I'm I'm gonna say L. It, it's tough. Maybe a little rah rah in me having a hard time with the whole Cowboys thing. But if I'm being real and not rah rah completely. Uh, it's it's an L. We're we're playing in Dallas on Thanksgiving, and they usually they tend to play fairly well on Thanksgiving at home. Yep, lost all day long. Um, you know, there's not going to be many games this season. I believe uh, that was the discussion. Uh, no primetime games except for that one um, this season. Am I correct on that? Yeah, it's uh, it, yeah. I mean, and it, it I guess. Technically, it, it's not prime time in the sense that it's not played at nighttime, but it is nationally no. televised, obviously. But yeah, right. that's, but the, that's the only game they have. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I no, I I agree a hundred percent. Uh, it, it you know it's uh time games, uh, no prime time games other than you know the Thanksgiving Day deal. But uh, and I I can tell you right now, I I saw Redskins Twitter, you know some some of their more you know some of their more favorite out there tweeting about that and being all upset, blah, blah, blah. No, like, are you fucking serious? Have you been asleep at the wheel for the last five years? The Redskins have been fucking trash in prime time. And I like, and I used not to get into the whole superstition, you know, bad whole omen fucking thing, but holy shit, it's hard not to feel that way, man. They've, they've been so snake bitten in prime time, man. I'd be alright if we didn't see the Redskins in prime time again for another three or four years. I, but I, if if they're playing well, which I want them to play, they'll have more prime time games. But like knowing the Redskins of old, they've been they've been trash in prime time. So that yeah, I fuck. I'm glad there's no prime time games. I'm happy about that. I don't really care either because either way, I'm going to see all the games anyways. And it also means that I don't have to fucking stay up late either. So, you know, I'm good with it. Um, But when we go back to the Thanksgiving game, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's a home game for the Cowboys. 
Uh, Cowboys, again, I think are the better team in the division. Um, I don't see it happening. Um, I think that Haskins is going to be hyped up because it's going to be a game where he knows that the world is going to be watching. And I think that he's going to make some, uh, quote, rookie, unquote, mistakes um, in this game. And I think that that's, you know, going to be the difference. I don't want to say that Haskins can't handle the pressure of knowing that the world is watching. um, But I think that he's not ready for that stage yet. And that kind of leads into, you know, what I was thinking when I found out, you know, that we don't have uh, primetime games. I mean, that, that's that's a great scenario for a uh, – I know he's not technically a rookie, but this is technically, in my opinion, his rookie season. Um, that's perfect because he's not in the limelight. You know, he can fly under the radar. He can, you know – I'm not expecting him to have, you know, uh, crazy – stats i'm expecting him to make a lot of mistakes but he doesn't have the pressure of the world on his shoulders you know watching him and so i think that actually he's going to come out overall better see it happening not against uh not against cowboys um again sucks to say it but law mark me down moving on all right um yeah, I mean that the that I know there was uh I also seen some people uh getting a little silly about the uh as far as this part of the schedule where they're having three you know three road games uh you know three three road games where they're to Dallas uh to Pittsburgh which is the next game and then they go to San Francisco but I, Ron Rivera talked – I was listening to him when they did a little – I listened to some of his stuff, uh, you know, during that schedule breakdown or whatever, and he made a good point as far as, you know, well, you know, the, they get kind of a mini buy with the Thanksgiving Day week. And, you know, Pittsburgh isn't isn't that far away from building or, you know, where the Red, you know, Redskins park. So that's not really too far of a trip. And, you know, going out to San Francisco, yeah, but again – it's a minimal. It's minimal as far as traveling to Pittsburgh is concern, concerned. So I don't. You know, Ron's not worried about that, and not even in the slightest bit. That seems to be more, more, more for you know the Twitter GMs and the Twitter coaches of Redskin Twitter that you know want to make a fit about uh, or you know get pissed at the NFL for the three game roads. Uh, you know, just. I, you know, certain accounts just love to, it, it, you just know everything that they're going to say is going to be a, in some form of a complaint or you can just, you can always tell who the real miserable motherfuckers are. I'll just say that because misery loves company and those motherfuckers love to tweet it. That's for damn sure. Uh, Pittsburgh L it's simple. Uh, that's a tough place to go and play. Mike Tomlin's still their head coach. It's an L. Yeah. I, he, you took the words right out of my mouth. L. Okay. And then you well, said what? San Francisco. Francisco. L. That's an L. I'm not. No. No necessary. <laughs> I mean, I, no. No analysis needed. It's a fucking L. I mean, I don't even have to ask you. I'm writing it down. Uh. Yeah. All right. After San Francisco, <laughs> uh, we get we come back home and we get the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, well, now this one is interesting, and yeah, and and I was gonna say this one is interesting in the fact that. 
is, 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 would this be the first time they've been back to FedEx Field since, you know, the infamous playoff game? Mm. Maybe not. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't. I'm not. I'm not positive. But yeah, that's that's. Pro, you know, they're they're a good team. Russell Wilson is still their quarterback. L. Yeah. L. And you're bringing up bad memories when you're bringing up Seattle, man. I I actually have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, have, I know. I have family in Seattle that uh, are huge Seahawks fans and. Uh, man, they're they're so frustrating, and they they know that I was all RG three. Of course, uh, they remind me every year, um, you know how that that situation went down, and it is what it is. Fuck, man, why they have to do that to my boy? Anyways, L. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's, man, that's oh man, talk brutal. Russell brutal. Wilson that, is a badass, man, dude. That, that, he is. He really is. And that team, like you think, you think about it. Even before Russell Wilson got there, like the Seahawks have always kind of been like at least the Redskins' recent playoff experiences. You know, they've been knocked out by the Seahawks a couple of times. And it, it yeah, Seahawks are with Russell Wilson. They're a dangerous team. I, yeah, I mean, it's not hard to see that. Okay, well, we get the Ron Rivera Carolina Panther Bowl. Uh, week 16 at home, the Panthers against Ron Rivera's Washington Redskins. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just going to say win because I, you know, I don't, the pants, I don't think the Panthers are a good football team. And I don't think that's like, you know, the roster has to be the whole culture shift and starting a new, no Cam Newton and all that. So uh, I, I, I think the Redskins can win that game. Yeah, I agree. Who's their QB? Who's their QB man? I'm so fucking. I, I I'm drawing a blank. Uh, it's Bridgewater. Is it Teddy? Oh, it is Bridgewater. It's That's Bridge- right. It, okay. It, okay, so yeah. it is Bridgewater. I think huh. so. You yeah, might have yeah, to well, it. Yeah, that. Well, I mean, I, I still, I'm, I'm still not. I'm not going to really uh, coach and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I was just but, interested because I mean, for some reason I'm drawing a blank, and I think it is Bridgewater. I think you're correct on that. Um, yeah, that, that that's a win. I think that's going to be an emotional game for um, Rivera. I think Rivera, you know, when when he was let go, he definitely – you know what? The funny thing is, too, is when, when he was let go, um, he handled it with such grace, and I know everyone saw the videos and everything, and it was interesting because, you know, deep down inside – I know it hurt. It had to have, but he handled that situation with, uh, um, uh, just, he was very, he's just professional. That's the word I'm looking for. He was just super professional. Um, you know, he didn't feel the need to, to, you know, find ways to indirectly or be passive aggressive against the team that, you know, let him go. Um, and I think it was a great move on his end, obviously, because he still wanted to coach. I think he was still good enough to coach. And I even said during that, that time, like, damn, man, if we could, if we could pick him up, I wouldn't hate that. And, you know, of course we know how that played out. Um, I think it's going to be an emotional game for him. I don't see uh, Carolina being a, uh, a, a team that we can't win against. So W. Yeah, it makes, I mean, it's uh, the emotions and everything to, but yeah, I agree. I mean, that's kind of where I am with it too. And, that brings us 
to the final game is against the Eagles. We start the season against the Eagles, and we end it against the Eagles in Philly. Uh, I, man, mm, man, I, I, man, I really like it's so like the last weeks have been so brutal for the Redskins and any kind of uh, a lot of the seasons that we've seen that we've been put put to torture over the last you know decade or better. But uh, uh, man, I lost. I mean, it's a loss. I you know out on the division games just because I, I feel like it's, it's the most real way to, for me to try to do this without, like, being rah-rah and trying to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, I, yeah, it's a loss for me. Where are you? All right. So, well, what's your total? I am at seven and nine. Okay. What's my total? You are currently – Six and eight. Okay. <laughs> or seven and eight. Excuse me. Seven and, uh, seven and eight. Sorry. My, wait a minute. Yeah, seven, seven and eight. Uh, okay. I'm, so my six and eight. I'm I'm all screwed up here. Let me hold on. I was looking at it wrong. Yeah. You're 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 uh yeah you're six and uh six and seven right. I don't. I mean I'm all jacked up right now. You're you're one. You we we've had the same. We've pretty much been at the same the whole way until this game. So if you pick an L, you'll be seven and nine. I know that. Seven and nine. Okay. Um. So. Yeah. yeah I'm eight, gonna go with a loss eight, on this one. Not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a loss on this one. Um. No. The it, the only reason why I asked is that wasn't gonna determine my gut feeling. Um, it's just, I remember when the schedule was released and I quickly looked at it, I just quickly went through and I originally had, uh, six wins. Um, and then I believe that I looked and I had two to three games that were swingable. Um, so I wouldn't finished out with a nine and seven record. Um, but I didn't think that we would have a nine and seven record. I, I'm still sticking to my six, seven wins. Um, so I did call six wins when I initially, you know, thought about it. But anyways, um, it's not far-fetched that we can go seven. And to be honest, I don't think it's far-fetched to go eight and eight, nine and seven. Again, some of these teams that I called L's on could go either way. Um, and again, I know that I could go for any game, but I'm going to stick with a loss in this one. And, you know, I, I'm going to simply say this because I think that the Eagles are going to come out with a better record. And I think the Eagles are going to have something to play for. And if we were on our six and, you know, seven game, you know, streak, I think that the Cowboys and Eagles uh, are currently still the better teams in the division. I don't think that we're going to have a shot at uh, any kind of wild card. And I don't think that that's going to be a game that we're going to go play a hundred percent in if, you know, there were no injuries or anything like that. Maybe we do play a hundred percent, but you know, we're going to try to ruin someone's hopes of getting in. Um, because I do think that the Cowboys and Eagles are going to battle it out for the division. Um, but I think the Cowboys are a better team. So that's why I'm predicting them to win the division, which sucks because I fucking hate that team. Um, I don't even know which I hate anymore, to be honest. I don't know if I hate Cowboys or hate Eagles, and it's probably the Eagles now because I live here and I have to deal with these fans. I don't have to deal with many uh, fucking Cowboys fans, so I don't know. you know. But to, to sum all of this up, I'm definitely going to go with a loss, and I would stick to my six to seven win 
um, prediction. Um, but I'll have to tell you, it's still a fucking improvement. You know, like, we won three games last year. So four, five, six wins is an improvement. Now, four wins obviously isn't a huge improvement, and I wouldn't be satisfied. Neither would five wins. Six wins, I might start catching a little satisfaction only because it's a three-game difference from last year. I would like to at least see seven, so that way you can say, okay, those seven wins, the losses you could take into consideration that we just don't have the holes filled that are necessary 9-10-11 win team. I think we're in the right direction of getting there, but it's still an improvement, and I think ultimately overall if we see progress with Haskins and we see what our coaching staff, new coaching staff, can do. I think we can ride into next year and into the you know the draft. Hopefully, we're not picking fucking you know uh, top ten. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if we did because obviously you know we're, we're we're getting you know a high caliber player. But again, that's you know that's like going to Vegas too. So you never know these days. Um, you know, in playing Texas Hold'em and going all in, you just you don't know. So. Um, I'm going to stick with it, but if we're in that direction, you know, I, I'd, I'd be satisfied. What about you? Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be satisfied. Because, um, you know, we, as we were going through it, and, you know, we'd like just kind of, you know, off the top of the head, just kind of trying to have a little fun with it. And we talked, I think, three or four different games that we were talking, you know, swing games, you know, could go either way. So yeah, I mean, it, 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 seven and nine would is, is definitely an improvement, and I think if a, like a lot of like the Redskins can have a bad record, and still we could still be satisfied and have some optimism going in because there's a lot of things that could contribute to a bad record, like you know losing some tight games or having a you know in, injury or two or thirty at, you know, key positions and, you know, that those kind of things obviously impact the game. And obviously quarterback is always the biggest thing. And I know you, we were talking earlier and, you, you know, talking about how, you know, you like the quarterback position and you didn't want to be the, the just the quarterback thing. But, like, if we're being real, quarterback is the, the one position on the football field where the one, like, you you so that's where you've got to get it right there like you can have you can have some really good guys at key positions and be able to compete in the NFL but if you don't have that kind of guy under center you know that the trajectory of your football team is almost always going to be down because you just don't you don't see it in the NFL very often where teams you know, are successful, consistently successful, relying on, you know, average quarterback play or below average quarterback play and still being winning football games and winning going in the playoffs. And I, you know, and I know if you was all your – Unless you're Trent Dilfer. Yeah, well, yeah, or and, and of course, I guess Peyton Manning a little bit, but he's Peyton fucking Manning. So, but, uh, I mean, I, I just – it, it, it don't happen, man. So quarterback is always going to be the, the the top 
you got to get right. Quarterback, and then right after quarterback is debatable. We, you know, I, I, I could argue left tackle, but I could also argue, you know, uh, having a dynamic pass rusher. So, yeah, I, the Redskins yeah. hopefully have that. We'll see. We'll see, man. I'm excited, but, you know, it, it's real. It's, seven and nine isn't bad. That's what I initially said, and I, I, feel, I still feel that way. But that could be eight and eight. That could be nine and seven because some of those swing games could swing. Yeah, no, I, man, you hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head. I, I always, I always look at the quarterback position first, and then after that, it. What do we got on our defensive line? Um, one thing that we have been terrible at is applying pressure um, to QBs. Um, it just, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, and then, you know, these guys that can, you know, when the play breaks down in the pocket, these guys that can get out and make, you know, make huge plays end up making huge plays, um, you know, because uh, our defense is just hasn't been uh, coached up for that kind of shit. Um, you know, we've had some good guys on the squad that just get exposed, and um, it is what it is. And I think, though, you know, huge keys is applying pressure, you know, knockdowns. You know, get in the fucking face. Even if we're not stacking, knock these motherfuckers down. You know, uh, punish them. You know, punish these guys. And I, I bet we're in that right direction. Obviously, you know, uh, there's high hopes for Chase Young. Um, hopefully, we got the guys that can do that. I do think that other guys are going to play uh, on that line are going to play even better uh, with Chase on the line. Um, you know, if teams start doubling chase, it's going to open up. You know, for the other end, um, it's it's going to it's going to do a lot of things, man. And I think that you know, when you go from quarterback to the other side of the ball in that situation, in that situation, uh, you can't go wrong. You know, it starts there. But um, I don't know. I, I to, you know, some people might put that offensive line in order for a quarterback to be successful. You know, your O line's got to be you know successful. Um, O-lines make quarterbacks look good. O-lines make sh- uh, shitty quarterbacks look good. Um, you know, I, I, every time I always talk about an O-line, I always think about uh, the Rams back when uh, Trent Green, um, you, know, uh, you know, was QB in for that team, and he, you know, was having a, a pretty good season until he got hurt. And who came in? The guy that they got who uh, used to stock fucking shelves at a grocery store, you know, Mr. Arena League himself. And, I mean, that guy came in and just, fucking lift the league up um and i highly contribute that to the offensive line i think that uh the rams had one of the best during those years and you know the the greatest show on turf was definitely that you know it reminded they reminded me much of you know the 91 redskins uh with mark rippon i mean mark rippon looked like you know he was an elite quarterback that year he was just throwing the ball up and he had receivers that were grabbing it you know um, I will always talk about those guys because that was, you know, as a fan, that was one of the greatest seasons for any of us to watch. But uh, just one of the greatest moments being a fan, my dad. I mean, I was I was relatively young living in Germany at the time um, during the 87 Super Bowl. I do remember there were a lot of, you know, yells from my dad of excitement and, you know, the Redskins won, but I was just too young to even – understand what was going on um you know so now you're talking 87 into 91 i mean four years older i i didn't know much you know 
I couldn't break down stats or anything like that, but man, you didn't have to because uh, our guy Riffin was just launching the ball and, you know, it sucks that it's been that long since we've, you know, uh, been, you know, in that direction. I just want to see the fucking team be competitive. Like, even if we lose, just be competitive in those games. You know what I mean? And keep pushing, you know, each game. And just be competitive. That's all I fucking ask as a fan. Because I'm sick of the shit that we've been through, you know, for several years of just uncertainty. And, I mean, you know, again, I will go back to 2012. And truthfully, the reason why I was excited – I was excited about 2012 like everyone else was because we fucking had hope for a change. And I know people are going to be like, well, Kirk Cousins did too. Well, fuck Kirk Cousins. That was just a shitty-ass fucking division. We're over here celebrating a 9-7 and seven fucking division going to the playoffs just to get our asses fucking handed to us by Aaron Rodgers. Get the fuck out of here. That fucking – that was a sham. That was a sham. I don't even think about that shit. Like, that never even happened to me. So, side on that. But, Zeke, I appreciate you letting me ramble on, but I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. You ready? Yeah, let's go, man. All right. So, we got about 30 minutes left on this show, and every time I think that we're not going to be able to, to get two hours worth, we somehow find find a way to do it. So, let's switch gears. Now, uh, I recently tweeted out, because I saw that there was some Cam Newton talk. Now, I know that there's nothing behind – well, at least I think there's nothing behind these Cam Newton, you know, talks. But when Cam Newton, you know, had said that he would be uh, open to a backup position, that's when people started raising a lot of questions. Um, you know, because and then, of course, Rivera, you know, was interviewed. Uh, I forget who, who was doing the interview, but he didn't – he didn't, you know uh, – Say anything negative about it, so he he kind of just you know danced around it um, like most coaches do, um, and so I had tweeted out um, that if Cam Newton and I didn't tweet this and some people kind of you know gave me some you know insight that I didn't think about at the time when I tweeted, but um, so then I'll stick to what what I tweeted. Um, I tweeted that if Cam Newton was ready to go. Well, no, I didn't even say ready to go. I said Cam Newton is still out there. Um, I don't necessarily – I wouldn't hate the decision if we signed him uh, for the team uh, or signed him onto the team. Now, I wasn't very specific. What I was meaning when I tweeted that is that uh, I would pr- prefer to have Cam Newton as a backup um, over Kyle Allen. And you reached out, and you had some uh, you had some different opinions. So let me give you my opinion as to why Zeke, and let's argue about this for a little bit. Um, you know, because we kind of shut down conversation. I wanted to save it for this. So um, at the at the end of the day, I want someone that's going to be in the backup position that I think they can come in and win games, right? That has the experience um, to do so. I've always been a Cam Newton fan, um, even, you know, through his college days. Uh, I just like the guy. Uh, I mean, the guy's weird as shit with his, the way that he dresses and the, the way that he comes to fucking press conferences. I know it's all for attention. 
for the most part, but he's, you know, it is what it is. I don't give a fuck about that. It's about what you can do on the football field. Um, now, I don't know the guy's life stats or anything like that, but I just, uh, he's a he's a big dude, and he can win. He can play. Um, if I had to choose him and Kyle Allen as our backup, I want Kyle Allen because you see how I'm, – I'm sorry, I want Cam Newton because you see how it goes. Nothing is a guarantee. These quarterbacks can get hurt over nothing. Uh, you know, I mean, look at look at what happened, you know, to Griffin. Look at what happened to Alex Smith. I mean, it, it just freak shit can happen. And I'm sorry, but Kyle Allen's not coming in and saving our season. Now, I know that seems weird considering that I said seven and nine, but I want that veteran leadership. And I think Cam Newton can come in. You, however, had a different opinion. Or I'm sorry, I want Cam Newton to come in because he can give us that. You had a different opinion. So what's up with that? Well, uh, I I don't I don't disagree in in theory with everything you're saying. Like I I agree a hundred percent. I feel like you know as you the backup quarterback is essentially the the most important reserve player you have. And obviously, like you said, you want your backup quarterback to be able to come in and win games. You know, and, and have a familiarity with the system and, you know, that you see that a lot with NFL head coaches, you know, or offensive coordinators. They, you know, they like to get, especially when they're in a new place, you know, they, they, they almost always want to bring in, you know, quote unquote, their guy, you know, who's been in their system, knows how it works, yada, yada, yada. And I'm not saying, you know, Kyle Allen is a young guy, got some experience. They like him, obviously. They traded for him to put him in that role. And I, I'm okay with that, at least going forward. And, that, you know, whatever with Alex, he's in the room. His his uh, leadership is invaluable. So that that's a, a positive thing, talking about him coming back and competing at, you know, at least at any time soon. And my, my problem with the whole Cam Newton thing is, okay, so he's drafted number one overall. You know, you get you know the Panthers have a Super Bowl run. He's you know he's had some good. He's been he's been on some highlight reels and he's you know had some piss poor games too. You know he's been he, he he's been a real inconsistent player. I would say from afar. And granted, I I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I oh man I you know I'm not going to tell you about film or give you any video clips or anything like that. I I don't fucking know that shit. I, I I'm just speaking as a fan. A somewhat, I would say, average educated in Redskins thing. I, I, I like, I don't, I, I'm not gonna, I know what I know and I know, and I know what I don't. And I, from the, for me, Cam Newton, the personality, the personality is like the, the part that I keep getting hung up on because the guys that, you know, like I said, drafted first overall. He's got that mentality, you know, the alpha alpha mentality. You know, he wants to be a starter in the NFL. He he's gonna yeah he's, he's saying that saying he's content with uh, playing backup because I there's there's been no other opportunities in the NFL for him to even be considered right now because you know he's still available obviously, and I think with a young quarterback who, you know, who's who's uh, psyche so to speak is already kind of fragile it's a young guy 
who, you know, everything that come out last year, we know most of it, you know, everything that was being leaked, we've learned that is most factual. Jade had no interest in, you know, really bringing Dwayne along. It wasn't really his guy. That, that's been obvious. And, you know, having to go through that, now you got, you know, okay, head coach fired, they're all new, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the team gets behind him because, you know, obviously they did. You know, they're behind him. He's the guy going forward. And I just don't know if it's worth the risk of having a Cam Newton with that kind of name and that kind of star power just in the name because the media in this town is ass. And they will eat that shit up. The moment Dwayne has an interception – some motherfucker will be slick tweeting about, oh, Cam needs to come in now. One interception, and that's what would happen with the fans. That, of course, that doesn't matter what we say or tweet about. That's not what's take, that's not affecting anything on the football field. I, I just, I just feel like that that's kind of like a, a risk that's not worth taking, in the sense that is this guy really going to be content to be a backup or, or struggling? Is he going to help him? Is he going to try to help him or, you know, is he going to be inwardly as far as, you know, I'm a competitor. I've been a competitor, you know, since I was, you know, a young boy playing football all the way up until now, you know, I'm a professional football player. These guys that are quarterbacks, man, they got, they got that dog mentality, you know, that number one alpha mentality. And I just don't, even if he's saying that shit, like it's, it's that, that pressure that would be there regardless. And I want competition for Haskins. So I'm, you know, people say, Oh, what about competition? I get that. I fucking get that. I do. But I just don't think at this stage of Cam Newton's and, you know, health and career and, you know, a lot of, a lot of hits and, you know, running quarterback, yada, he's a big guy and all that. But I, I just uh, I just don't think it's worth it, man. I just don't. And I, I, well, I, I, don't, so, I don't know how we could argue too much, but I just don't think it's worth it. Well, because I think that, I mean, there is argument here um, in the sense of uh, I'm, not, I'm not for the quarterback that, that's on the current roster being coddled. Um, I'm not worried about his feelings. I'm not worried about, you know, if he throws some interceptions. I'm not going to be the one that's like, oh, fuck this guy. Put Cam Newton in. Because uh, Cam Newton going to throw them interceptions too. Um, for me, it, it, it's really about fair assessment. You know, and yes, the media will, you know, fucking do everything that they can to create controversy. It's, it's, it's what brings stories. It's the reason why these guys do the shit that they do. Uh, because it clickbait. creates clicks. That clickbait. Right, clickbait. Yep, it, it creates clicks. It keeps things interesting. It keeps things talking. If we all agreed on something, um, it'd be a boring fucking day. But, uh, you know, the simple matter of the fact is is that, uh, you know, if Haskins comes in and he's on a 6-7 game, you know, uh, a swing, you know, or a four-game losing streak, then you win a game or two, and then you're on a three-game losing streak, you know, I mean – what, what, do you think you bench them? Because, I mean, at what point do you feel, not you, so to speak, but just generalizing, at what point do you say this season Haskins ain't the guy if he's not performing well? 
And then, you know, is the season salvageable? Could Cam come in and, uh, you know, do the opposite of what Haskins is doing? Um, I think he, he's going to give us a better shot than, than our other guy, but that's also assuming that I'm saying that Haskins is going to get benched. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. There's so many, so many questions to ask. All I know is, is if Cam was 100% healthy, I think that Haskins could actually benefit from that. But what it's going to take is Cam is going to have to be humble under his backup role, and he's going to have to want to, to – to teach and help teach. And I think that that's what these young guys need. And that's why some of these guys come out better, you know, in their careers is because they've sat a year or two because they've gotten to talk to someone um, that can see things that happen on the field differently. It can explain certain things and, and, and teach these young guys that things that they didn't learn in college. Um, now that's also assuming that Alex Smith, you know, not on our roster um, anymore, um, you know, because could, could Alex mentor and be a backup 100%? And then that's when I would say, absolutely, I, I'm not interested in Cam Newton. I understand that the, the, the circus that this guy can bring, I understand what circus it'll bring for the media, but at the end of the day, I have to look at, look at the most important role, look at who, uh, you know, the, the like you said, the most important reserved role. I have to look at the situation of, who do I trust more? Do I trust, you know, Allen or do I trust Newton um, to come in and make things happen in the event that there's some injury with Haskins or in the event that Haskins isn't doing well at all and he's just not, he's just not there and it, it's time to, to make a pull. Well, then I want Cam Newton to come in because if he's 100% healthy, he's a guy that could give us a couple of years, I think. Um, you know, and again, sadly, stop gaps you know, QB until we find a guy, maybe something happens in the next draft. I don't know. You know, this is all, you know, future, you know, uh, theoretical thinking here. But I don't see an issue with it because I'm not here. And also, I do want Haskins to feel under the pressure a little bit, you know, that if he doesn't perform well, I want him to have that feeling that if he doesn't perform well, that another guy can come in and take a spot. I think that when guys don't feel comfortable in that sense. I think that you get the best out of them. Some people would argue with me on that and say that that's not true. Why, why would you put that unnecessary pressure? But I don't know, man. I kind of look at what I do for a living, and if there is somebody that, you know, I'm teaching the things that I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm, I might be, you know, if I'm not performing well, this guy could take my spot. You know what I mean? And so what that does is that drives me to do better at what I do for a living to make sure that that guy doesn't take my spot. And that's the way that I see it if Cam, you know, was brought on to the team. And I think that anybody that can handle Cam's personality, Ron Rivera has pro- uh, proven to do that. And when I say Cam's personality, I don't even think it's all out there, man. I think Cam has a chip on his shoulder. Um, you know, people write them, are writing them off, and I think that, you know, they, they have doubted him, you know, through his career as well. Um, that started to change, you know, when, uh, you know, he was successful with Carolina and people had different opinions. But, you know, in the end, Kyle Allen, Cam Newton. I'm taking Cam Newton. But the interesting thing is I did a poll on Twitter, 
and uh, let me run to it real quick. I can tell you for a fact that 60% of the fans who voted, it was out of 252 votes. And most of those do, most of those came like immediately. So people were, you know, that obviously was kind of a hot poll question, but 60% said no. 31% said yes. 9% said Keith is amazing. I'm surprised I got 9% because, you know, typically I put on there, you know, Keith has herpes, Keith has gonorrhea, Keith licks syphilis, um, Keith has sucked at life. And, you know, of course the folks like to, you know, to uh, uh, award me with second place most of the time with that. Some would definitely love for me to have first place. But I wanted to kind of yeah, I always vote, I always vote for you whatever your bullshit answer is usually. Like, like almost yeah. 100% of the time, like, I can't even take it seriously because I see Keith <laughs> is an idiot, and I just hear bells ringing. Like, I got to hit this. <laughs> Keith is an idiot. But, uh, I mean, I, I, man, I can't I, just... I'm, think- not, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that, I, like, because I, 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 like, look, I understand, like, in, in a vacuum and what you're saying as far, like, if, if Haskins, okay, that's, that's the, uh, I guess the plus side of the Cam Newton thing that if Haskins is a total bust and he's on the roster, he could come in and maybe, you know, revive his career, yada, yada, yada. Okay. That's the, that's the, you know, positive side. It, you know, and, and it's not a positive because if it, if it, but I'm saying in this scenario, that's like, that's the, no, like if having him, that's really the upside to having him and he can come in and play. Outside of that, you've got plenty of other scenarios that could happen just in the sense of, you know, what I was talking about earlier with the Heat. And I, and I want, like, I, I think that, the, like, look, man, the, being the starting quarterback of an NFL team, especially in, in our, our market, you know, the pressure, the pressure is already fucking insurmount. Like, it's, it's already there. You know, there's, there's, the NFL is, you know, a, a, a freaking multi-billion-dollar money money machine, and it, it thrives off 30, 32 individual contractors that have, you know, and I'm just saying this in terms of, you know, that there's 32 of those jobs and like starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and man, I, I, the Cam Newton thing, I just, get it. Like I, I, I keep going back. Like I just like. If, if Haskins get like if he he could be playing well, and gets hurt and has to miss a few games, Cam comes in and fucking sets it on fire, and all of a sudden, you know, some people would say, well, that would be a good thing, and I'm not saying that it necessarily wouldn't. It it, it would be good to have you if you felt good about two quarterbacks, but that's you know you create that. I mean, that's going to create that whole. Oh well, you know whose team is it, and you know they're playing really well, but they were playing well. Before. You know, there's a million different scenarios that we could run through, and and I like I get I you know, and I agree like with in in theory with everything you're saying. I just man, and it's not has nothing to do with his personality. And I, if I said that, I didn't necessarily mean it like in the sense of like who he is and how he dresses and any of that. I mean like he, he's just got like he's he's Cam fucking Newton. So he's got a star, you know, the dude is like people who don't know anything about football, don't know the NFL could probably tell you who Cam Newton is. If he, they, if somebody, they were showed a picture, you know, like 
he's he's a household name, and I just think that the down like the downside to having that that much of a quote unquote star power would just create like an extra burden of pressure to a young quarterback who you know and he's a young guy and I didn't have shit figured out when I was that that age and this guy you know he's starting quarterback in the NFL so I mean it, the pressure is I mean it like I said yeah I, I don't think we he needs he's going to have plenty enough pressure and you know like Allen is a young quarterback too I mean who knows? He could have growth as well. I mean, obviously. I don't know, man. You know, fuck uh, Allen. Turner. I, I, well, I'm not. I'm not saying that he's going to fucking be the next goddamn Mark Rippin. I'm just saying that he's still a young quarterback. Well, Mark Rippin wasn't he, great either. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, well, he, he had that good, one. Yeah, he showed. He Go showed ahead. some good things. Yeah, and Rippin had Rippin. Yeah, Rippin, he did have that man. And look, that was the year. I mean, shit, man. That that was the because I, I mean I was young, and I don't remember much about the actual because I wasn't really a football fan at all. I knew my my dad was a red, so I was like I liked the Redskins. I had Redskins starter jackets and shit like that. But like most of the, like I really became after that nine. You know, I watching those playoffs. I watched every game in the playoffs and the the Coca Cola cans like that came out. You know, those commemorative Coke cans with the Redskin emblem on them. Like I, I remember thinking that was the coolest fucking thing in the world, and you yeah, know, I got one. And my, my earliest, like my best memory as a Redskins fan was my or my first one. Think about that. And, and, and that's, I mean, it's the truth because at '91, that was it. You know, the, 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 the game in Detroit, man. They, oh my God, it was, it was just bomb, bombed away. Well. I hear what you're saying. I disagree with you. However, you got 60% of uh, the 252 voters that voted. Um, they're on your side. Um, a lot a lot of the folks that – there were some comments in there. Um, I'd love to read through them, but we're, we're kind of running out of time because I want to give you a little bit of time on uh, something that you tweeted out. So I'm not going to run through the comments. Um, again, this was all theoretical anyways. I don't think Cam's coming to the Redskins. But I, I did raise that topic just because I wanted to see how people felt about it. Um, I think you all are fucking wrong. The 60% of you are fucking wrong. Y'all are all jackasses and don't know football. Anyways, uh, moving on. Um, so, Zeke, uh, interestingly enough, we got about, you know, uh, a few minutes left into the show. Um you had tweeted out earlier um, that you got some beef, a little bit of bones to pick. So we don't really have a use a hoe segment this week, but let's just go ahead and let you open up a little bit on uh, something that you wanted to quickly discuss. So I'm going to give you a few minutes. So let's just go ahead and say Zeke got some issues with All right, Zeke. Go ahead, man. Floor is yours. Ramp away, buddy. This is a shout out to all the wonderful people on Redskin Twitter who have opinions like the rest of us. 
and they put out different tweets here and there about this and that of the team. Sometimes they may include video. Sometimes they may not. My issue is a lot of people don't <laughs> want know. to actually have a fucking conversation. They don't want to talk. I mean, it's, it's you. let's have some, you know, back and forth disagreement. That's fine. People learn, you know, when they think of things in different point views. But when you get so fucking entrenched into your own goddamn ass that everything you tweet is right and you call people idiots because they disagree with something you say, use a hoe. And there, that happens, I mean, every single fucking day. There's members of Redskin Twitter that, Love to do that very thing. Put something out well, some of the... for discussion and not want to have fucking discussion because it's their like they they just think that you know they're they're the people with a couple thousand followers and they're following twelve of them back. That that narcissistic my fucking like who are you? I'm you know. I write for this, or I write for that, and blah, blah, blah. And Oh, I watch film. Get the fuck out of here, dude. You drive FedEx. You deliver packages. I'm a fucking farmer. I'm not out here fucking <laughs> putting shit out like I'm anything more than just a farmer who likes the home team. And my home team is the Burgundy and Gold. And I, I we can disagree on lots of things. Me, like... We disagree. We've disagreed on things. We still do. We've di- we just had a segment where we disagreed. It, but there, you can do it and actually still have an open, receptive mind and actually hear, or in Twitter case, read what people are saying. And, and, and that's another thing, too. Some people get so fucking quick to the draw, like they're just, you know, got their underwear 20 inches up their asshole. And they read something a certain way, and they take a tweet in a totally fucking different direction than where it was meant to go. And they they have no interest in coming back to the truth or reality. They want to stay out there in la-la land, and oh, that's that narcissistic shit popping up again. And, it, man, it is, it is rampant, and it's even that way with the people that, cover the local team and I do I like a lot of these guys that don't 1067 is you know I'm not ass not going there that's not even what I'm talking about but I was listening to some and I know you've had your had your little issues with JP Finley but man JP Finley comes off as one of those guys and you know like trying to be passive aggressive smart ass he was you know how he responds or retorts to stuff and i i mean i i was listening to uh i was listening to a uh couple of his podcasts the past couple of days trying to you know just wanted to hear hear some good talk this 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 guy he starts on there talking to uh he had an interview with Dwayne Haskins and after the interview's over he spent like the last 10 minutes, 10 minutes of his pod talking about fucking golf. They were talking about golf on a red skin pod. I mean, I, you know, I guess, I guess, I guess some people like that shit. I don't know. I don't fucking get it, man. I don't get it. 
Yeah, no, I feel your pain on that. And, you know, that's the thing with me is uh, I, I don't typically tend to, especially with people like him, the blue check marks, as I call them, uh, the, the the beat writers. Now, uh, Lake Lewis, Time, you know, uh, there's some respectable folks uh, in there. So, you know, I'm leaving them out of there. J.P. Finley is what it is. He's a likable guy. So that's why uh, folks tend to um, – go in his direction. Um, however, you, I don't care who you are. You put out a tweet, and I'll disagree. if I choose to, to tweet back and disagree, and then you reply back, or you're replying back to someone else, and I'm hopping in on the conversation, and then you're replying to me, and if it's something that I disagree with, I'm going to say it, but I'm not going to sugarcoat the shit. I never will sugarcoat the shit. I'm going to call you out on it. I've been called out. It's fine. Like I said, if I can dish it, I can take it. Um, in this case, exactly. I got in his end. Right. Taking an L. And every, take well, an L. Fucking take your L. I got in his ass. Exactly. Well, I got in his ass, and then he started getting into Brandon's ass, uh, called Brandon a goon or something, because, you know, Brandon called him out on his bullshit, and so did I. You know, we, we, we saw what you put. Now, he, he didn't intend on what sort of headline had implied through his article, but he knew exactly how to write it in order to get those clicks. And I get it. And exactly. I get why these guys do exactly. it. Hold on though. I hold on though. I get it. And I get why uh, these guys do that shit, but expect, you know, don't expect or expect some backlash from it. Cause it's going to happen. And here's the thing. When I went on uh, Chris Worthy, uh, uh, Jay Fields and uh, Dre's uh, HTTR 24 seven reunion, right. Um, they invited me and I literally was respecting their show and I wasn't going to uh, end the, their ties um, of what they may have. So I respected, I took the L in that situation. I was wrong for some of the things that I said to him about, you know, cause he was right. You know, I tweeted out the real, you know, Jay Finley, or J.P. Finley because he's, you know, calling the guy a goon. Like, he felt he was being attacked, so he called Brandon a goon. Whatever. Brandon's a big boy. He can pull his own pants up. He don't need me to Captain Ho his ass, right? Right. But at the end of the day, like, you're a blue check mark. You're supposed to be professional. Brandon was not attacking the man in an unprofessional manner. He was calling him out on his bullshit, though. And so you call the man a goon. Now I'm going to step in on this, and I'm going to bring it to light as much as I can. And so anyways – you know, I don't mean to keep dragging this out, um, but I I let the man say he what knew he what had he was to say. Doing with that fucking hold, well, hold on though. He knew what he. Was I know. Doing. What, I know. Hold on though. I know exactly what he knew he was doing. I know that. I know that. And the only reason why I took the L on that show was because I didn't want to ruin those guys' ties. I I had more to say, and to be honest with you, I was kind of put off. Like I I really wasn't looking for an argument. I didn't think he was going to react the way that he did. But when he did, and he started off with number one FU, that's when I knew I ain't never going to be down with this guy again, and now I'm going to be looking for shit. I'm going to be looking for shit to dig in his ass, and he ain't going to see it. And he's a fucking liar. He did block me. But he unblocked me because Grand Polson said, oh, all you're doing is, you know, when you block them, they celebrate. Yeah, fuck out of here. I'm still blocked by you, bitch. You didn't mute me. So J.P. Finley showed me that he's a follower, and so what he did was is he muted me instead. 
but he didn't see the apology tweet where I was like, all right, bro, I might might have went a little too far. But at the end of the day, I don't fuck with J.P. Finley because he's a fucking fence rider. He always will ride fences. And the reason why is because he wants to be the player's beat reporter. He doesn't want to get into tough scenarios and write tough articles on players because he wants to make sure that he uh, doesn't get on their bad side so that way he can have those interviews, bro. It's like a fucking – it, 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 it's so irritating, but then at the end of the day, I look at this and I'm like, all right, if I was in his position, would I be the same way? I don't know, but I'm doing a job. And if my job means that I have to write about your shitty play, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to fucking spoon feed you. He's a fence rider and always will. So I agree with you there. And there's some other ones, but it, like I said, Kime, Lewis, those guys are respectable. As far as any of the other Twitter folks, and I know what you're getting at, and I, I'm with you on that end. I can sometimes be one of those guys too. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm miserable and misery loves company, and so I tweet just to get reaction, um, you know, and so on. Uh, Keith is trolling. Fuck yeah, I have fun with the shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I like to see people's thoughts. I like to I, I see different point of view. But I raise discussions in weird ways. And if you notice, like, I'll drop out a conversation and let other people fight it out because it's interesting to me. But I'm with you uh, on that situation. I'm glad you didn't call out Twitter, folks, because I really don't want to be in the business of, you know, calling random people out unless they called the show and cussed me out, which I've opened the floor to many folks, and they still haven't done it. So, I don't know, Zeke. Um, it is what it is, but I appreciate you bringing this up. And uh, we got a couple minutes left, so I think it's time to say our goodbyes. Uh, first of all, anyone that's listening out there. Oh, the British chick just told me 90 seconds. So with that being said, uh, I, I really just wanted to uh, thank the folks who are listening. Thank uh, all the folks who uh, have listened to our uh, past episodes um, we've had some up and downs, but I think as we keep going, we're getting better. Um, so, Zeke, you have any final thoughts? Nah, yeah, man, I have the same thing. Uh, it's fun. I, I think we're getting better, too, getting getting different interactions. You know, uh, we we had uh, – I, I, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I just know him as Phil, L.A. Skins, or whatever. Well, what, what's it, did you say his name's John? Yeah, his name's John. All right, cool. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, man, he's awesome. So, no, it's it's fun. You know, uh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, J, you know, JP's a bitch for sure. Uh, and I, I, I'm not gonna be calling out Ram Twitter folks. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm gonna keep it subtweet level. All right. Well, for the folks that are out there listening that uh, always want to disagree with me or Zeke, uh, by all means, and I know next episode I'll shout out the number in case there are people that are listening live. Um, but you know. Uh, I definitely, you know, want this to be more interactive, but uh, I I think we had a great episode, man. I'm enjoying it. All right. Well, with that being said, Burgundy Banner Unfilter, your boy Keith, your boy Zeke, we out of here. Whoa. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. I done did a lot of things in my day. I admit it, I don't take back what I say. If I said it, then I meant it. All my life I won a Grammy, but I probably never get it. I ain't never had no trophy or no motherfucking ribbon. Fuck the system, I'm that nigga. Bend the law, cut the rules. I'm about to risk it all. I ain't got too much to lose. Y'all been eating long enough. It's my turn to cut the food. Pass the plate, win my drink. This my day, lucky you. Fuck you too. Woo! Y'all gotta move. Y'all gotta move. 